All right, we're live. So welcome back to another episode of the Glap. And of course, it's me, Paolo. And I just realized I always like saying that. So of course, uh, for today's episode, uh, you know, this is very exciting because the guest today, she's actually she was actually here last year uh, or last season, sorry. And, you know, it's always exciting to have people who, you know, were in the podcast before, you know, find out how they are and all of these things. And I'm just very happy that she, you know, agreed to to join us tonight uh, because I know she's a very busy person. So yeah, so she's so how do I say this? So she used to be a corporate employee but turned business owner. She manages her own social media, uh, her own social media management business. Sorry, which she started during the pandemic. Uh, she left her nine to five job as an event manager uh, to pursue her business full time. She focuses on clients under the health and wellness uh, industry. As she's an advocate of fitness and wellness herself. So welcome back to the podcast again, uh, Kim Castro. Hey, Kim. Hi, Paolo. It's good to be back. It's so exciting that you're back here. And yeah, also, why don't you, I mean, you know, you had a very nice intro, but why don't you tell us more about yourself, like fun facts about Kim Castro. Fun facts. See, mm, maybe more on the basics. Like you mentioned, yeah, I was previously a corporate employee. Um I think when we had our interview last year, I just started uh, doing my business full-time. So, I sa corporate job ko in 2020, December 2020. And then, we had the interview around first quarter of 2021. So, I was just fresh out of corporate and just starting my career. Um, and then, now it's one year later. So, a lot to talk about um, that we can get into much later. Um, but fun fact, siguro within that year na from that first interview that we had until now i got into jump rope so sobrang addict na ako sa jump jumping rope um learning the tricks and learning the skill talaga it's it's a good exercise especially for now na pandemic kasi previously before the pandemic i used to run marathons with my friends but because now of the pandemic we all had to stay home so i transitioned from yoga and then now jump rope so <laughs> so you don't do yoga anymore? Or I still, still do, naman, yeah. Because the jumping rope, you're, I can't do it in uh, dere derecho every day. You really have to rest every other day. Because the shin splints and then the yeah. knees, yeah. So alternating it with yoga. That's really cool. And of course, aside from that, you're an amazing singer also, right? I mean, <laughs> I think that's something we haven't really uh, touched base on. Yeah. So, like, what are the songs that you like singing? Um, mostly. Like, give OPM. us like a title, not like a, yeah. Okay, like, give us like your top three favorite songs to sing. Mm, Tadhana ni Updarma okay. Down, um, Whitney Houston, Natural Woman, and okay. then Burn Tina Arena. My sisters are always saying na super oldies yung songs na gusto kong kantahin kasi them mga K-pop yung mga Olivia Rodrigo, and then ako puro Teen Arena, where I carry with me. So are you all like, is like the whole Kim Castro family blessed with like singing ability? Like all, all of you are really good? or Most of us, yeah. Pati sa cousins, titos, titas, may mga kumakantad. So parang nakakatawa nga kasi we can form a band now with all of uh, the talents dito sa yeah. kan namin. So why didn't you guys think of that? You guys could have been like a uh... You know, like a Jackson Five or something. 
or the Bra- or um the Osborns or something. <laughs> Kanya-kanya na ring ano, parang puro all of us uh, we are inclined to music and then um pero we have it lang as uh, a side hobby then most of us go into business, um law or medicine so we're we're having it lang as a as a side hobby and then karaoke nights every weekend. I mean, I would think that uh, you would de- you could definitely do Olivia Rodrigo easily. I mean, the fact that you could do Whitney, mm. I think you could do um, Driver's License. Driver's License. Favorite songs <laughs> last year. Yeah. I have to like very very funny. So you know Driver's License. Do you know Exile of Taylor Swift as well? Mm-mm, mm-mm. So like those songs were the ones that I keep playing over and over again. I think I played uh, like Driver's License for four thousand minutes, if I'm not mistaken, last year. Wow. I'm the type when I like a song, I really play it a lot. Uh, Excel, I played it for 5,500 minutes uh, in 2020. So, yeah. So, going back to you, no? so, why don't you, so, you know, you're into jump roping now. Uh, like what you said, when you guessed it here last year, you're still starting out your whole social media business, right? Because you used to be an events manager, which is such a stressful job. Like, why did you decide that you wanted to be an event manager? I'm sure, like, you know, if we watched the episode last year, you probably answered that question, but you know, for those who you know may not have seen it, you know, for the new viewers, like and the new listeners, like why were you an events manager? Like why? Like that's such a stressful job. Before I went into events, uh, after I graduated, I started muna sa video production, so mga TV commercial, um, viral videos, YouTube videos. So I was a producer um, out of college for that. Um, gustong-gusto ko yung job na yun kasi I got to meet with different clients. Um, every project was different. My different um, experience for each project. And then just working with so many people. In one project, you get to work with so many people already. Within within the production house pa lang, the director, editors, and then outside of the production house with the clients and then the advertising agency. So each project is very rich in, in, in experience. Pero after two years, I was looking for more. Kasi parang after you do the shoot, post-production, so editing na. And then parang doon ako na bore na, okay, overseer lang ako ng, ng stuff kasi do- doon. So I wanted something new. Siyempre fresh, uh, two years pa lang out of college, two years into the workforce. So super daming energy. So when I was doing research, um, I went into, I wanted to see how event, live events naman would, would go. And then I also got a live events um, course in college. So it's one of my background na rin. And then yun, nagustuhan ko siya since I was able to stay in the company for almost five years, I think. And then ganun din, it's different for each event. And then it it's super, na-mention mo nga na stressful. Talagang stressful siya. There were days na two hours of sleep lang kami until matapos yung event, then sometimes the events would be three or four days na dere-derecho. So, three to four days, two hours of sleep lang kami. So, but the feeling of accomplishment after each event, kasi sobrang nakakaingganyo to go to the next event. And then, uh, compared to shooting video commercials and, and video productions, my take one, take two, take three kasi for that. But with the live event, um, isang bagsakan lang you can't make mistakes during the live event kasi that's the only take that you can do but that's where i learned how to 
mabilisang adjusting, mabilisang thinking on your feet, always have to be quick whenever like a talent won't show up, um, may late sa talents or may gustong ipalitan si client on the spot. So, yun, dun talaga na hone yung skills ko for, which I think helped me na rin to build this business kasi with all of the professional skills that I learned, that's how ano, I see it. Well, can I just say like one, for someone who was an event manager for five years, I could see that the stress never like affected you physically because you look like young. <laughs> because I know people like, for example, me, I, I did events for a year uh, mm-hmm. in my old, in my first job. That was part of my, you know, to help out with the internal event. So just an internal event. Okay. So that's usually just like what, at most 500 people. Um, I'd say a thousand is the most ever. I'm sure you've handled way bigger than that, right? Like what was the biggest event you've handled in terms of like number of guests number or one. number of people? I think 5,000 yung guests. It was for um, a nutritional company na um, nationwide kasi so all people from Mindanao, Visayas, Luzon, Visayas, Mindanao flew in to join that event. It was parang a national conference at the beginning of the year and that's yung pinaka main na event nila. Eh. So, yeah. Yeah, so can you imagine you've handled an event with like 5,000 people. Uh, like what you mentioned, you have nights where you only sleep for two hours. My experience was one time I had to pack goodie bags. So, you know, I, I went all over the place, got like the free stuff and brought it back to the office, right? But unfortunately, I was the I was the only person there who had to do that or who could do that because the other people were absent. So I started at like, I think it was maybe after work so around 5 30 i started i finished at like 2 a.m the next day because it's like 500 goodie bags it's like what 10 to 15 different items right so me alone packing all of that it kind of <laughs> plays with your mind and, and the stress and everything so yeah so okay so you you did that then of course you had to you, you decided to stop because of the whole pandemic right because you know everything got paused uh, but why social media? Like, why did you say, you know, I want to, to become a social media manager in a way? Like, mm-hmm. what, where was the thought process for that? So during those years now, I was in corporate. Um, I was also doing freelance content writing. So writing small blogs here and there, small articles. Um, so that's when I was gaining experience narin in the freelancing social media content writing sphere. Um, and then during that time na nawalan kami ng clients because of the pandemic uh, sa events, uh, I started focusing more on my freelancing na content writing. Um, and then one of my clients, she wasn't posting the blogs. Ko alam if naririnig mo yung maingay na aso sa labas. Anyway, so one of the clients that I had, I was sending her my blogs that I was writing for her but she wasn't posting it online on her website. So I was asking her, um, do you need anything to be revised? Why aren't you posting it on your website? And sabi niya, she was too busy. She's from India. She was my very first client that time. Um, she was too busy daw to post it on her website. So that's when I said, okay, baka pwede kong tulungan itong client. So that's when I did a crash course on social media, social media management, um, content writing, and then I pitched to her na, aside from just writing your blog post, I can help you post it on your website and also promote it on your Facebook and Instagram. 
And then, yeah, that's how I got my first client as a social media manager na, na not just a content writer. And then from there, nagkaroon ng more and more clients. And then, tuloy-tuloy na rin na I continued learning those courses, continued watching and listening to videos and podcasts about social media management. So the name is Girls Got Girls Got Goals, right? Uh, PH. Yeah. Why that name? Why did you decide to name your business Girls Got Goals? It's girls, right? Plural. Yeah. Okay. So why Girls Got Goals? Like, why is that the name of your business? That started as the name ng blog ko. So I created that blog um, just to write about all my experiences um, as a female because I love um, women empowerment and just helping other women um, give voice to them and help them, you know, um, share their stories and also me sharing my own stories. So then I wanted like a name na catchy. Then yun lang, naisip ko lang, girls got goals. Kasi ever since um, I was young, I always had these different goals. I always wanted to reach the next thing, reach the next achievement. And then, yeah, mostly because it's for women empowerment. So from that blog, I just turned it into my business name. And because rin, the clients that I serve are mostly women, empowered women, business women who are under the health and wellness sphere. So do you still keep the blog? Like, is it still active or not anymore? It's still up. It's um a tab in my website. So if you go to my website, girls.goalsph.com, um, nandun yung blog. But I haven't been writing for a while na because of being busy with client stuff. Um, but yeah, if you go through it, you'll see one of my very first posts was about my experience nga from corporate to um, freelancing to starting my own business and also my experience um, with my different sports that I had from when I was young, taekwondo, judo, karate, then all of the lessons that I learned from there, everything tying into uh, being an empowered woman and empowering others. You really like like solo sports, no? Like, have you ever played a team sport? I mean, based on what that from what I hear from you, like judo, karate, all those things, then you do yoga, jump roping. Like, do you do any kind of physical, like, exercise or um, sport that involves a team or at least a pair or something? I'm just curious. Young running that I joined before, it's a solo sport since um, you run by yourself. But when I joined it, kasi sa Manila, sa Ayala Triangle, it was a group of runners so i considered it as a team sport because we pull each other to be more um hardworking sub training to go sa training mas masipag sa training and then mas nakita ko na because i was in a group parang medyo peer pressure na rin na from 3k we nagkanchawan kami o 5k naman o 10k naman hanggang naging 42k and then 50k so I guess without that team, uh, Ayala Triads, I wouldn't have reached where I had reached na nag ultra marathon during those years. So I, I guess that's kind of a team sport, but a solo sport na rin. So like 42K is the farthest you've done? 50 ultra 50K. marathon, yeah. So is it in theory possible to run 100K? Like are there people who do that? 
Yeah, yung teammates ko, mga coaches ko, yung mga seniors na matagal like na nag-run. You could give us like a perspective. So let's say you're running from Baguio, for example. Going to Manila, okay. Um, how far is 42K? Like, if you're running from Baguio, like, where would you end up? Manila to Baguio is 250K. Okay. And I have teammates rin sa Ayala Triads who do that. Yung 250K Manila to Baguio, yeah. Sobrang bilib ako sa kanila. Hanggang 50K lang kaya ko. How, how long does that take? Days naman. So, they, you would have breaks na matutulog. But there's like a cut-off na number of days. I'm not sure lang how many. Pero the 42K, ang um, um, time limit, I think, was eight hours. Seven and a half to eight hours. So, yeah. So, okay. So let's say you're running from Manila, papuntang Baguio. So that's 250K, 250. right? Mm-hmm. Would you say you end up in Bulacan or something? Is that like 42K or like? Around there or before, a bit before, siguro. Yeah. That's crazy. So <laughs> it's either you're in Bulacan or you're in the what you call that the border of Bulacan. That's really really crazy. Okay. Yeah. So you know you have this advocacy wherein you really want um, women entrepreneurship, right? Right. We're in um, you're in, you know empowering women and all of these things, uh, especially when it comes to health and wellness, which is a very niche. Um, it's a very niche industry, right? Health and wellness. I mean, everyone wants to get healthy and all these things. But, you know, usually it's more about people wanting to go, you know, like people get gym memberships every January, barely use it, all these things. So like when you were growing up, were you always into fitness or you're just a very active kid? Yeah, since elementary, I I can't remember myself na wala akong sport na inaatupagan during those Inasolo. years. Oo. Yeah, na solo. Um, I think I started with judo, yeah, elementary, with my brother and cousin around one year. And then lumipat kami with my sister naman sa karate and our niece. And then to, in school naman, badminton. And then naging taekwondo. So yung longest sport that I had was taekwondo. I think 12 years from first year high school until after college. Then after college, I transitioned naman to running, so marathons. Then during the pandemic, yoga, and then now jump rope. So I can't, I never saw myself na walang sport na I'm putting myself into. And then every so time I have yeah, a sport na I'm sobrang um, concentrated on, um, talagang yun yung focus ko na sport every time before because rudy has a comment but before i go to rudy so you did badminton i hope you played even just one doubles game right yes uh, (laughs) the tournament that i joined it was doubles yeah okay so i'm just really curious now i mean minus the stereotypes with these sports right um why didn't you get into like basketball volleyball um what are other team sports basketball volleyball football like Mm -mm. You know, why didn't you get into like those kinds of team sports? Like, like you aren't you, you're not a fan of teams, or have you been let down too many times by groupmates? <laughs> like, what was the? No, naman. Because nung ka, nung high school, parang part of physical education classes yung basketball, volleyball. Yeah. Pero it never really struck me lang na naging interested ako to continue those sports. 
um, nung elementary, one of our PE classes was badminton and then I really liked it. So, I don't know. Hindi lang nagkakataon na when, whenever I try the sport na group sport, team sport, na nagugustahan ko to continue learning. Okay, so it's not like you have a bunch of group mates no. that made you <laughs> do sport by yourself. <laughs> they let you down. Okay. So Rudy has a question. This is about, I assume this is about your 5,000 um, guest event. So, he was at, mm. so he's asking, was that the event entrepreneur things? Mm-hmm. I, I, I guess it was the event in Thames, basically. I think no. The 5,000 people na event was a nutritional company. Yeah, parang national conference nila. No, but I think, like, what, what was the location? I think that's what he was asking. Uh, Marriott. I think that was Marriott. Or... Ah, okay. So it was in a hotel. Yeah, because yeah, the Thames is a school, if I remember correctly. Ah, no, yeah. Ah, okay. All right. So, you know, we, we got to know you about all of that and, and these things. So, you know, you, in terms of your clients, most of them are women in health and fitness, right? Uh, when it comes to social media. So what was the first thing you noticed as a struggle in terms of social media for health and wellness industry? Because like, you, you know, for example, let's say you want to drink coffee or you're promoting coffee. It's kind of easy, right? In the sense that, you know, you think of a story where it's raining uh, and it's cold, drink coffee, right? Uh, if it's alcohol, friends, whether it's inuman or you're in a bar or whatever, you drink together, happy. But when it comes to health and wellness, which is something that so many people say they want to get into, but are just lying to themselves about it, <laughs> uh, how difficult is it to to be a social media manager for something like that? Um, I guess yung struggle na I had with creating content for my clients na they would get clients of their own would be yung shift from gyms from yoga studios to online zoom uh, classes yeah. parang most of the clients of my clients or the students of my clients weren't very keen on doing um, yoga sessions or gym sessions or training sessions na online yung coach nila or yung teacher nila so it was difficult promoting yung online classes nila because not everyone was uh, familiar with using Zoom, especially yung clients ko. They had a lot of their own students who were uh, older yung generation nila, so they weren't very familiar with technology and all. So it wasn't easy to say, okay, um, join our online Zoom yoga class this Wednesday. Um, just click this or uh, go to this website and all. As compared to, okay, go to the gym or go to the studio on Wednesday and join me in my yoga class. So I guess doon yung struggle, especially when the pandemic started. Okay, so, you know, you say you do social media management. So do you also help them out with their ads or are you more of the organic side of it? More of organic. I don't have much experience yet with ads. It's a different animal on its own. So um, organic palang, there's so much going on. So that's where I'm focusing on. But every time my clients want ads, I direct them to one of my friends who does Facebook or Google ads. 
So like why why organic though? I mean, one could argue that it's easier to do ads because you know, as someone who you know is a sorry, there's a term for that. Um, it's not like an ads buyer. I think that's the term, but I could be wrong. So like as a, as an ads buyer, you know, you wait for the artwork. Um, sometimes you also wait for the caption. So mostly what you need to do is, you know, you copy the caption, put in the artwork, you just target people, put in the budget, then see where it goes, right? Like, why did you decide, I want to do organic versus paid? And sorry, before you answer that, so for our viewers who may not be too familiar, organic basically means that, you know, you're just posting it, you're not boosting it, you're not putting any money on it. So for all the people who follow the page, when they go to the page, that's where they see the ad, that's where they see the posts. That's what basically organic is. While ads is, of course, you know, you pay for it for whoever can see it or whoever you want to see. So, yeah, Kim, please go ahead. I guess because nag-start ako sa organic marketing um, from creating blogs and then creating social media content na organic, doon ako nagtuloy-tuloy to learn more about organic kasi um, Facebook pa lang, there's so many things to learn within it. And then Instagram, and then now I'm branching out to Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn. Then there's so many things that go under each platform that you have to study and really learn. And then every month, every two to three months, the algorithm changes. So another set of studying the algorithm, what times to post, what to post, hashtags and all. Dun palang sa organic. There's so much to learn. So that's why I guess I didn't have um, the energy or the time to branch out pa to paid i wanted to focus on one thing so where i started which was organic so that's where i continued to hone in na lang. so when it comes to organic you know in the client side right how do you guys measure success in terms of like your social media calendar because of course in the social media calendar you have what maybe three posts a week, maybe four, or I guess some clients want every day, which is very difficult. But sorry, sorry, I just want to ask, like, for your for a client of yours, what is the average amount of times they post in a week for the organic? I have, yeah, I have a few clients na three to four times a week, but mga two clients na they want every day. Um, it works for some clients not every day, but other clients it works best na three to four or five times. So it really depends din sa clients, sa industry, sa current audience niya, sa current followers niya, um, what number of posts would be best for them. So I try to study that rin. Uh, I try to change up, okay, this month, this week I'll do three, next week I'll try four or five, uh, the following week I'll try every day then I can see the difference. And then to answer your question of uh, how do we measure, measure success, um, us as social media managers, we're also trying to educate our clients that uh, measuring the success of your social media marketing isn't just seeing the number of your followers going up and up. Because you can have a thousand followers, but walang interaction or engagement sa, sa posts nyo or walang um, conversion to clients. So that's not a measure of success as compared to just 100 followers, but you're fully booked every day with your with your yoga classes or what. Um, so the way we measure success is yung conversions. 
or, or inquiries to their services whenever we post on social media. And more of the, instead of the likes, is yung engagement ng audience nila. If they're engaging with the post, if they're commenting on the post na they learned a lot, because I, lo- I like posting mga educational content ng clients. Um, that helps really with um, uh, making the relationship of the client and their uh, cold, cold target audience warmer to get more leads as well. So how tough is it to to talk? Because, you know, I'm sure you have some young clients, right? You have some young clients who get it. But I also assume you have some clients who are a bit in the older side, right? So how do you explain to them? Because, you know, for people who aren't very, um, I don't use the word educated, but let's just say they're not very fluent when it comes to social media. They assume that the more likes, the better. The more shares, well, shares, you can argue that it's a good Mm -hmm. thing. So yeah. It's a good thing. So again, let's remove it. But let's just say, for them, likes is king. For example, not the comments, not the shares, because you know, some people are like, I rather have a million comments. Oh, sorry, I rather have a million likes than a million comments. But actually, it should be the other way around, right? So how do you explain to them that, hey, um, yeah, likes are nice, but don't you think comments or shares are better? Like, how how would you explain that to them? Um. Yeah. I. Did have a few clients na medyo um, Titas a bit Manila. older, yes. <laughs> um, and then they would always focus on the likes nga, and then also yung number of followers on Instagram or Facebook. If ever they see na bumababa yung followers, they would ask, oh, what's happening? Bakit parang hindi okay yung marketing strategy or what? Um, but when you check the insights for uh reach ng post or engagement comments and shares it's doing well but not uh, as well as the likes or the followers so i try to explain to them uh, likes and number of followers are more of a vanity metric compared to the reach the comments the shares which help a lot more with when it comes to gaining more leads or more clients because when people would comment, it would be either <clears throat> to say that they like the post or it's educational or to inquire about their services. So I try to say, okay, what would you rather have? Five um, comments who are inquiring about your services and potentially be your client or a thousand likes without anyone inquiring about your services and not get, getting any uh, sales this month. So that's how I try to sh- show, show them what's important. Because a lot of clients, especially the ones who aren't as versed, focus on the vanity metrics. So were they able to get it or did they say, sorry, Kim, but you know, I, I prefer the likes? Like, were they able to understand? Some of them, um, slowly, I was able to educate them, but others na yun pa rin yung gusto. Um, we had to cut ties, or I would say, I don't think it's working out if this is your goal with your social media um i that's not the strategy that i'm trying to help you out with or that i want to help you out with because i don't think it's really helpful for your business to just focus on getting more likes and more followers so i did have a few clients but yet to unfortunately um let go right uh so when it comes to that uh your social media calendar 
how do you approach it when you get a new client like how do you because of course when you make a social media calendar before you could make the content you have to know the client a bit better uh, as you would say you know the goals and all these things so how do you approach that when you start creating your content calendar so we have a onboarding um process it takes a good one to two weeks upon uh, the client okay i'm good i want to work with you um, i'll do the contract everything that included how many posts they want whatever's included in the contract and then uh, we'd start the one to two weeks onboarding process now um, they would just send me everything and anything that they had that i could study um, i would do my own research on their their brand their tone of voice and then i create an initial plan of content pillars is what we call them so there's like three to five usually in the content pillars um educational personal promotional inspirational or um motivational um then i try to rotate within the month then i show them an overview of the content calendar and then we discuss it then sabinila okay i want more promotions this month or next month no need to promote because there are clients that month. I just want to educate people. So, And then there, I create an initial first batch of content. Then we would go through it. Then they would say, okay, this is the way I speak to my audience. I don't say these or I, I use these uh, words, these hashtags. It takes a while also for me, like one or two weeks to really understand and get to know the way they talk to their audience so that you don't my social media manager siya na gumagawa kasi it doesn't sound like her. So part of our job as a social media manager is to know how they talk talaga, their tone of voice so that when we do write their content, hindi mahahalata ng people reading their content na it's just someone outside uh, creating their stuff. So going back to that, right? Uh, because of course it takes you that long because you have more than one client. Um, how difficult is it for, for, because let's say, for example, there are people who want to follow in your footsteps, right? You know, they're tired of their corporate. They want to be able to work in Baguio, uh, get to wear sweaters at night and, and <laughs> like an idiot. Right? Um, what advice would you give them about that, about the whole, because I think the content calendar is one of the most difficult things to make, right? So what, what, what would be your advice to them? um batch batching your content creation so when i create content it's usually minimum of one week's worth of content depending on the number of posts per week some clients uh, like i mentioned okay lang sa kanilang three others want it seven times in a week so it, um minimum yung one one week's worth of content um but the other clients i try to batch create na one whole morning or one whole afternoon or one whole day i would just focus on this one client and finish one month's worth of content and that is very effective and efficient uh when creating content since your only focus is that one client and then um you get to see the whole picture of the whole month when creating their content as compared to doing three posts for one client and then in the afternoon doing another three posts of a different client mag-iiba ulit kasi yung mindset mo okay i have to change tone of voice to this other client naman so it takes a lot of energy if you mix and match so i also 
um, learned this strategy from my coach because I'm working with a coach now na nag-exchange services kami. She coaches me um, with my business and all and then I do her social media. So um, she's really helpful. So with that, uh, sorry, I wanted to ask, who makes the post? Do you make the post as well? I mean, the artworks, or do they have their own graphic artwork? Yeah. You make it also. Yeah. Graphic design, oh. video editing, copywriting. You are a one woman. <laughs> I'm also trying to slowly uh, branch out and getting uh, outsourcing since um, if I do it and everything is just me, I won't be able to scale as much or get more clients. So I'm practicing. Um, giving authority to um, outsourcing or getting freelancers because what i find difficult is um giving the authority or permission na, okay ikaw gagawa, just oversee parang i want na ako lahat kasi yung gumagawa so that's another thing that i'm trying to work on to help me also scale the business so maybe that's why you're not really into team sports. I was looking for the loophole. I'm like, it's impossible that she doesn't simply like it. Okay. No, kidding, kidding aside. But that's crazy. So you make the content calendar, you make the posts, then you also make the captions. Yeah. That is really crazy, Kim. Like that's a that's work for a team. Yeah, I when I was starting, I thought normal lang na ako gagawa ng design, ng video editing, ng caption, ng research on the hashtag, ng research on the whole marketing strategy. But as I was continuing this uh, business and learning more about it, pati yung coach ko, she's saying na try to outsource kasi this isn't just a one-woman team or one-woman show. Um, and it's also going to be helpful in the long run to be able to scale. Yeah, but that's crazy. <laughs> and it only takes you one day to create sabihin mo 15 posts for a month. It only takes you one day for one client. Um, at the beginning, when I'm learning palang yung tone of voice ng client, how they like um, their content done, it takes me a lot longer. So I try to make it one whole day for just one week. But as I'm um, learning more about their tone of voice, the type of content that works for their account, it makes it, I may, I'm able to make their content faster. I'm more efficient um, as time goes by. So what do you use? Do you use, uh, do you use Photoshop or do you also use um, Canva? Mostly everything on Canva and then editing on the iMovie in i in Mac. Um, minimal lang sa Photoshop because there's so much that you can do already in Canva. And plus Photoshop, you have to pay, right? It's, it's not mm, free. Yeah. <laughs> so you use normal Canva. You don't use Canva Pro. Before normal Canva lang, but as as I continued the business, I'm able to see na mas Maraming other benefits that I can do with Canva. So I got the pro now. It's not too expensive, right? Like, how much is yeah. Canva? Um, parang less than a thousand for a year, na, I think. Or one thousand wow, plus that's, that's for a cheap. year, if I'm not mistaken. I'll double so it. Like, Pero parang pinaka basic paid yung kinuha ko. 
Ah, uh, so there are like tierings of the yeah. pro. Like there's like level one pro, then maybe level twenty pro or something. Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay, but I mean a thousand plus, sabiin mo thirty dollars, so one five a year. That's not bad at all. That's that's quite affordable. All right, so you know you're we were talking about you being a one woman team and all of these things. Do you also accept clients that aren't in the health industry or health and wellness industry? Like, they have clients that are, I don't know, um, fast food, alcohol. I mean, you know, so yeah. I do have clients na outside of the health and wellness niche. Um, depende na lang kung I, um, I'm able to learn about that that industry quickly or have quite slight interest in it. Um, kasi once I tried to take on a client na... I had no knowledge about and didn't like creating their content. So I think it was about uh, NFTs, non-fungible tokens. Ooh, yeah. Um, I'm, I wasn't so familiar with NFTs and then wala talaga akong interest in it, although I know like the basics of it and stuff. Um, so when I was creating content for them, parang pagod na pagod ako after creating just two to three contents kasi I have to research, create the content. It took more energy for me to create as compared to something that I really like creating content on. So I do have two clients, I think, na outside of the health and wellness. So... Um, but still within my interest kasi about business naman siya. Um, about finance and how to grow your financial IQ. And those two, of course, business and then finance are things that I'm also personally in- interested in. So, kinuha ko pa rin sila as clients. So, in terms of your current clients that aren't in the health and wellness industry, what industries are they in? Um, no need to name the brands, no. But like, what are their like? Are, are they alcohol? I mean, you know, stuff like that. Try to be as you know specific as possible. One is Medjo under beauty and wellness, so she makes wigs. <clears throat> um, wigs. Yeah. So, um, okay. sa America, she then she makes wigs for her clients, and then the other one is under automation services sub business so the content i create for him is still around entrepreneurship business and how you're able to scale your business using these automations that he has so what was a client that you had industry wise that you really didn't like aside from the nft one like what was one client that you thought to yourself damn kim why, why did i get this 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 client what was i thinking Parangala. Uh, NFT, and then the other one was. Uh, I like the that industry. It was just yung yung mismong client. Um, there was a clash. So, <laughs> um, around psychology. So I'm not oh, so super a psychology client. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So she she's a psychologist, and then she gives she's also a coach and gives uh, speeches talks around the around the US. Um, I wasn't super familiar with psychology. So when I was creating her content, talagang I had to research and continuously ask her questions if tama ba yung sinasabi ko, baka mali-mali na yung sinasabi ko about psychology and all. Um, but then there was a clash. So aside from me being um, not as versed and not as interested 
sa psychology as compared to health and wellness. Um, it was also something sa clash with the client. So I think three months lang kami and then we had to end the contract. But it's, I had a lot of clients na rin. I'd say siguro 40% na just a few months and then we ended the contract. But there were so much learnings with each of those clients na um, every time also I have a coaching call with my coach, then I would explain what's happening with this client and that client. She would dig deep and say, uh, okay, so we're, next time you'll be able to see this red flag um, that you experience with this client so that when you see it palang sa onboarding call with the next client, um, you uh, know na kaagad. So what are red flags then? Um, yun, yung they want likes, they want more followers instead of they want the vanity instead of really the growth that you can that you want to grow your audience, um, want to grow your clientele, and want to grow your brand instead of just the vanity. Um, another would be iba iba yung gusto nilang ideas. So I would create a week's worth of content, and then we'd go through it, and then they revise everything. Na wala sa initial. Uh, agreements namin so that's another red flag na previously I especially nung nasa corporate ako parang yes yes ma'am yes ma'am yes sir na lang ako ng yes sa lahat ng revisions ng client but when I started my own business I learned to say no to the client na okay this wasn't in the agreement so hindi siya pwedeng i-revise or hindi siya pwede yeah that's something that I'm still learning to say to say no. Yeah. <laughs> Learn to say no. I was going to do a joke, but I don't think it's the, it's the right thing. <laughs> uh, just tell you later. Okay. Uh, what else? Like, okay. I mean, you know, th- those are typical red flags. But what is like a red flag that you think people don't really know about? Like, it's not something that obvious. Because, of course, you know, when you have fickle-minded type of clients, red flag. If you have a client that um, wants something that you're not offering, but insists red flag like what's another red flag that isn't you know something typical um something that siguro we as business owners would be blinded na the client would say yes kaagad to working with you without even doing an initial interview or um background check or asking for sample works there was one client kasi na he just saw my profile on LinkedIn and then just said, okay, let's work together. Although there are some business owners na because they have that name na talagang kilala na yung brand nila and yung name nila, people don't need to do background checks and they just want to work with that person kaagad. But for me, as a starting business owner and then some client would say, okay, I want to work with you. Ako naman, super excited na, okay, sige, wala nang ano, interview, interview, go na agad. So I started working agad with this client and then only to find out na um, nag-ghost lang yung client. So I sent some sample, some initial work um, while also waiting for them to sign the contract. Kasi parang he was saying na nagmamadali. So I'd send the contract and then you can send the <clears throat> initial content uh, simultaneously. So ako naman, I was blinded by that, okay, new client, okay, go, until biglang ghosted. So, um, yeah, don't be so quick to just uh, get the client. Make sure na may proper, 
process for everything, the contract and all the onboarding, um, initial calls, one or two calls even before you start doing any work. So you mentioned earlier that you had clients that only lasted for three months. And I assume some of those were because, you know, red flag type of clients. But did you ever have a client that says, hey, Kim, I want to work with you. You know, you went through the whole interview process, onboarding, whatever. And he says, but I only want the contract to be like six months, three months. Yeah, they mean like very short term. So have you had clients like that? Yeah, um, I did have a client na three months lang. Na she knew that it was just three months because she just wanted to promote yung um, upcoming retreat niya, which would only last until that end of the third month. So from the first, second, and third month, parang we were building up the um, promotions and then getting people excited about the the retreat then once the retreat ended on the third month of her contract okay uh, we ended the contract na. and then she said she just come back again whenever she'd have the next retreat so unlike the other clients that i have now it's a long-term thing because they want want to build their brand and their business not just promote a specific um product event. or retreat or event yeah, yeah. so who, how long is your longest client so far? Um, I think one year since I started um, in January. Okay. Almost more than a year, yeah. A bit more than a year, okay. Mm-hmm. And is this your first client or a different one? No, not my first. I guess third or fourth one. My first three were few months long and then this one um, more than a year na. Then I have almost a year and then six months na rin. So when it comes to to that, no, like, um, you know, you have clients that are short, you have clients that are long. Um, when it comes to your clients so far, are, do you have local clients or are they mostly, you know, foreign? Mostly foreign. Ninety percent are foreign. I'm naghahay yung cat. Yeah. Her name? Queenie. Oh, oh, she. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think I only ever had two clients na local, and friends ko sila sa sa running group ko. Mostly kasi I think sa Philippines since we're very tech savvy. Sila sila na rin gumagawa ng social media content nila, yung mga brands and all. As compared to sa US, UK, um, not as tech savvy, so naga outsource sila. So it must be a killer for you, no? When you have to have a meeting with them. Like right now, you'd probably have a call with someone from the UK or the US, right? Because it's 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. there, but it's nine. Like, what is the craziest R that you had a business call with one like what time was it actually mas gusto ko yung yung meetings namin during this during evenings compared sa morning um in the morning kasi that's when i do the client work creating the content the blog post the designs because that's when i'm most productive sa morning and then some of my meetings are in the afternoon and then most are in the evenings which is okay na rin sa akin kasi mornings are, uh, I block them off talaga to create the content. 
Tsaka okay. tulog na yung mga aso paggabi para hindi maingay sa meetings. <laughs> okay, so, but then, yeah, I'm curious. Like, what was the, like, did you ever had a client that you had a call at like 2 a.m. or something? Yung latest, I think, was um, 11.30 p.m. yung start until 1 a.m. But I do have clients na 11 p.m. yung regular schedule namin. 11 to 12. Okay, that's good. Okay, so now in terms of like, you know, so you mentioned that you have mostly foreign clients and all these, and you prefer having your calls in the evening as compared to the morning. My question to you is, isn't it more difficult to to be your own boss in that sense, like your own, like an entrepreneur, as compared to you know, for an employee? Because as an employee, you're nine to five, nine to six, nine to seven, or whatever. Uh, but as a as your own boss or as a business owner, your hours could be twelve hours, fourteen, fifteen hours. So yeah. Um, for me, I must enjoy go to be my own boss and ho- um be in charge of my own schedule. Because when I was in the corporate events, we worked even nine a.m. until eleven p.m. Or whenever we have events, 9 a.m. to 5 a.m. and then start na ng event. Um, so when I was able to start the business and handle my own hours, uh, I'm able to work less hours as compared to events. Kasi hindi ko hawak yung time. And then there are a lot of hours rin na you're just waiting on comments ng clients. If approved na ba, and then pwede ka na umuwi. Um, as compared to being your own boss and then having your own clients. Um, iba yung feeling ng independence, iba yung feeling ng accomplishment din kasi. So, mas enjoy ko. Pero, um, it takes a lot more um, discipline if you're handling your own hours. Kasi there would be days na, especially sa afternoon, that that those are the hours na hindi ako productive. So, matutulog lang or maglalakotcha or what. Kailangan kong bawiin yung hours na yun sa gabi. But it's okay since that morning and evenings are my productive hours. So also learning when your productive hours are is important. So I wanted to ask you, first thing, what is the what is the temperature in Baggy right now? Because <laughs> you are wearing a nice long sweater. Ngayon, it's hot some mornings and afternoons pero sa gabi umiinit I, it's hot some morning and afternoon sa gabi malamig yeah like how cold are we talking about because i'm, I'm so sure. jealous Let's of you <laughs> Let's check the baguio the last time i was in baguio this was i think <laughs> september october of last year mm-hmm. and the mornings and afternoons were pretty okay um the sun was out but the wind was cool uh it felt like you were in an aircon the whole time uh <laughs> but at night i would feel cold so I'm curious, like, what is the weather there? Because I'm so jealous that you could wear a sweater right now, right? Ngayon, it's sa Google, 17 degrees Celsius. Damn, that is nice. Mainit, pero mainit na to compared sa January and then start of Feb. Super grabbing. I remember before, uh, when I was with my ex, I told this about to, to you before. I, I dated a girl who was really from Baguio. Uh, so I would stay in her house in the upper part of Baguio. And it was three stories. 
they had a basement, which I found so strange because you know in the Philippines, right? Basements aren't. I don't know. Are basements also in Baguio? Oh, they are. Um, like, do I you have a basement? Some, but kami wala. So where do you keep up your old stuff? Uh, mga extra rooms. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. But, um, but I but have right friends in... na may mga attics. Not so much the basement, though. Yeah, attics are like super uso in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. It's super uh, frequent. But they had a basement, and their basement was like their guest room, right? So I had to sleep in the basement at night. And then the upper part, okay? And we all know that, you know, cold air travels down, right? So, you know, the mom was like, oh, you know, you could sleep there. We'll give you four. They gave me five bag of blankets, you know, the really thick ones with the funny print on it. Like sometimes yeah. you have a kitty, a tiger. You know, like really weird print, but they're like, um, do you guys have something in plain? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, you know, I had four to five of those, okay? And I was wearing pajamas. Like I was wearing pajamas, like you know the 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 polo type. Mm. I was wearing socks. Then I also wore like these sleeves on my arms, you know, for like basketball, those kinds of sleeves. Mm. And I still felt cold AF. What month? Mga anong month ba yun? No, but here's the thing. It it's different. Eh? Like I would be there sometime. Like when we were together, um, I was there in August. I was there in an October. That was the only burn month I made out with this girl. But it was so damn cold to the point that the hot water, which is hot, okay, felt like Luke firing like room temp water. <laughs> so it was cold. Then I was like, you know, I think it's broken. So I put it in cold. Then I felt like I was going to turn into an ice sculpture with how cold it was. So yeah, really crazy. So I guess I, the next thing I want to ask you, um, Kim, before we close the door on social media, is how difficult. Um, is social media like on a scale of one to ten? How difficult is it to to have this as your job? If if comparing to medicine, law, engineering, I guess in general. I mean, yeah. you don't need to compare, but more of like compare on your own experiences. Um, I guess I'll, I'll compare it to my previous past. Two yeah. jobs, uh, um, so production, video production, and live events. It's it's difficult in a sense na every day, every week, nagbabago. So you have to continuously keep up and continuously research, know um, the updated the updates, some marketing and all. Uh, as compared to production, for example. Um, hindi naman every week nagbabago yung different cameras or in different um, angles na gustong gawin ng director or yung storyboard and all or sa events. So it's difficult in the sense na you have to continuously keep learning and investing in in trainings, in courses. Um, and also since it's I'm doing it as a solo business, um, compared to when I was in the corporate, we would have trainings as a as a company. So you'll be forced to talagang learn, sit down and learn and listen to the trainings. But if you're doing it as a solopreneur for your business, you have to be the one na kusa kang mag mag-aral just to keep up, keep up with all the the updates and the trends. So on a scale of one to ten, 
Give it a no. Nine for me for the continuous learning that you have to keep um keep updating yourself. I think that's a very very fair um grade because you know how like in Facebook before things were so simple. Days when Facebook was simple, then nowadays you see a lot of trash on your feed. Mm. Let's be honest. You do you see trash on your feed? It doesn't have to be from your friends, but you know how Facebook, with this really weird-ass algorithm, suggests pages for you, and when they suggest a page, they show a post from those pages, and then times it's really complete garbage. Ginagawa ko when I see those, I hide them. I think there's an option that you hide all of the ads or yung mga suggested pages that you see. So, yeah. No, usually I, I, I troll a bit wherein I put a haha <laughs> when everyone else is putting a heart or a like towards thieves or whatever. So the next thing I wanted to talk to you about, uh, and we won't get too much into it, is so as you know, as we all know, but for our viewers who may not know um, and our listeners, so there's an election coming up, right? And um, I guess the first thing I want to ask you is, because I know that you are supporting uh, Lenny, if that's okay for me to say. Mm-hmm. What do you like about her? She's very, um, she does what she says she's going to do. Tapos, walang sugar coating of what she she says she's going to do. Um, I like that she's pro-women as well. Um, and very humble kahit whatever position she's in na uh, uh, vice president and all if you if you i watch her interviews and also yung um interview niya i think si Corina dun sa house niya if you compare yeah. it to everyone else super parang two two bedroom condo yung bahay niya and she was super proud to say um this is enough for for me and also very humble pa rin talaga siyang tao Aside, of course, uh, sa lahat ng accomplishments that she already did as the VP and all. So I guess my next one to ask you is, how tough is it to, because you're from Baguio, which is considered the North, right? And there's one presidential candidate who claims that he'll never lose in the North, you know, that it's solid North and all of these things. So first thing I want to ask you is, based on what you've seen, you know, with your neighbors, with friends, or even random people you see in um, SM Bag. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or even in the, sorry, what's the name of the, the Parang Palenque in, in Session Road where you buy the famous coffee and all? What's the name of that market? Famous coffee? Saan yun? Sa Session? Yeah, in Session, there's just some, there's like this Palenque, right? So, but the top part of Session is SM Bagyo. It's like in the bottom part where Hotel Venice is, the big hotel. Ah, uh, Maharlika, Sunshine, yeah, that area. There, right? Where you can buy. Um, I'm trying to name, remember the name of the two famous coffee brands in Baguio. The one that you can buy it fresh, yung beans, tapos you grind it yourself. Parang I'm not sure it? yung exact name, pero parang, parang familiar. Parang Carlos Bayon or something, or Garcia, Garcia yating isa, mm. Garcia's. But anyway, um. So based on what you've seen, do you, do you think that the 
the solid north thing is true or is it more of a myth like t- tell me more about your experience now um there are a lot of people sa Baguio and sa north na iba-iba na talaga yung yung votes so i think previously marami talagang for this specific candidate and then kaya din nagiging uh, yeah people know about that solid north kasi that's still the stigma right now um but we're slowly trying to educate others na know people are being more educated being more open-minded to what this candidates have been doing and so um which is good because a lot of people sa Baguio are being more educated and all to vote for the um, the right candidates. So, can I tell you a quick story? So, back in 2016, when I was in Baguio uh, for vacation, uh, this is way before the last election, right? I- I forgot which month that was. But the uh, park, right? With the um but there's like a small event there. And, and back in twenty sixteen the event was for the combination of our current president and the solid person. And um, that was something that for that or not really. Sorry, you got cut off, Anian. Uh, Kim, hello. Oh, I disappeared. Sorry. So, would you say that um, yeah. when it comes to the votes? Ayan, sorry, nagiging choppy. Oh, no worries. Uh, give me one second. I'll switch my internet. Ah, okay. Okay, um, Kim, can you hear me now? Is it a yeah, bit better? better. Yeah. yeah. Sorry for about sorry about that, everyone. Unfortunately, I'm glad though that the internet became choppy in like the latter part of the episode, <laughs> not like in the middle, <laughs> because it would be awkward. So my question again is, would you say that Baguio is divided now as compared to 2016? Like what I mentioned back in 2016 when I was in Baguio, in one of the parks there, there was an event for our current president and the solid North person. I have to say that's like the worst combination of all time but um would you say that uh back in now is more divided in the vote or not like is that a fair statement to say um i think indina solid north it's not applicable now because a lot of people sabagyo um are opening their eyes and their minds um on what's really happening and who to vote for to to really make the change that we need so i don't think um my solid north but 
and which shouldn't be in um, anymore. So, um, so going back to that, no. So you, so based on what you've seen, you don't think that sol- solid north exists anymore, right? Or maybe it's not as strong as it. Yeah, used not to as be. strong. Mm-hmm. Right. So my question is, why do you think now people are willing to open their eyes for that? Because you know, back in twenty sixteen, like what I told you, right? There was an event, and mm-hmm. when I saw the event. Uh, people were approaching me, asking me who I, I would vote for. And at that time, I didn't vote for those two people. Like, over my dead body, I voted for those two people. And when I said my candidates, who were this color that I'm wearing, um, both of them, they kind of looked at me in a very bad way. Like, you know, like, are you, you know, stupid? Like, Bobo like, that's how they looked at me, right? But nowadays, why do you think now the north or maybe even just Baguio since you're from there and I think that's only fair to ask you that why do you think now they're able to, or not really able but why do you think now they decided to open their eyes and their minds towards what the truth is I think a lot of um, a lot of it also helps dahil sa social media um everyone or almost everyone is on social media they get their news online so it really helps when you people are sharing the platforms what what this person is able to do was able to do what this person did um namumulat yung mata ng mga tao um, as compared to before na hindi super uso yung social media na they just follow what their parents say what their grandparents say what their community says but now kaya more people are able to gain more awareness because of social media and everyone's just able to get their information much quicker. Uh, but, but it can also be difficult if the information that you're seeing um, is not accurate or um, skewed to, towards another um, candidate or is fake. Actually, I wanted to ask you that no. Because that's the beauty of social media, wherein information gets delivered immediately. Like, perfect example. Remember, sorry, you're like, what, 24? Five? Nine. 29. Oh, we're the same age pala. Okay. So you remember before, like, in the early 2000s, wherein we would get our news very delayed from the world? Mm. Like, unless, unless you have cable TV, right? Um, let's say something happened and for example, um, like what's happening in the Ukraine right now, um, it would take us maybe two days before ABS or GMA would report about it. And it's not their fault. It's just that, you know, at that time, technology was very limiting, right? But nowadays, whatever happens in Ukraine, I, you know, Lying. so Ukraine yeah. um, could post a, something on Facebook, everyone gets it, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a double-edged sword wherein you have the truth and you have fake news. So when I was mentioning about the garbage, you remember I was saying about my feed having garbage. It's all fake mm-hmm. news. And I'm wondering, in Baguio, um, do you guys get targeted a lot with all these fake news, these stories working around, trying to make one particular candidate seem like the perfect candidate who has gold to give to the Philippines and all? Or is Baguio lucky enough for in social media there is unbiased and people get to really see the truth um of course 
hindi pa rin nakakatakas yung bagyo from fake news, from um, trolls sa social media. Um, but I guess um, people are becoming more aware of what's true and what's not. And they're becoming more um, mas criticizing before of, of what's coming out on their feed before they react to it or believe what's coming out sa feed nila. So in short, um, people from Baguio are responsible. Well, most of the ones that I know. <laughs> I mean, that's what I want. Awesome. That's what, that's what, that's what I, I think that's perfect, right? That's I always love Baguio. Like, Baguio is like the superior race, right? Um, uh, okay, so in terms of that, what are, what is your advice as a social media manager? What is your advice to people in terms of seeing you know videos, news, TikTok videos, even mm-hmm. that they claim to be gospel truth? Like, what is your um, what is your advice to them that okay, how could I tell what is real and what is fake news? Uh, always check yung sources na their credible sources and not if you, may makita ka lang na nagpost sa Facebook group or sa Facebook Messenger and then share mo na not even knowing which source it comes from. Um, even though it, it's on TikTok, for example, a lot of people think na, ah, galing sa TikTok, so may, maybe it's not real or true yung news. Um, but there could be very credible sources even sa TikTok. So, it doesn't matter like what platform you're getting your news on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Um, make sure just to research first on who's um, giving that news, yung source, who's sharing the news, um, and also double checking with other sources before sharing the, sharing these uh, articles, these news. Because a lot of people may mag send lang sa kanila na kunari, trusted friend or relative, not ch- checking the news they'd believe it especially with with the pandemic during the first few months of the pandemic and daming fake news that was scattering around social media which was causing panic among people as well so that's why it's so important to be responsible when using social media and it's not just saying na dahil opinion ko to or what you're sharing kasi content with uh, with your network so make sure na it's from credible sources so I want to ask you this. It's not related whatsoever to the episode. But how long do you plan to to stay in Baguio? Like, do you have any plans on coming back to Manila? Or are you planning that na, na I rather enjoy my the cold temperature, the cheap good food? Is Jack still alive? The restaurant? Yeah. Don't ask right. So they're all yeah. <laughs> um. I guess pag nag-die down na yung pandemic, one of the reasons din kaya I came here to Baguio is because super high yung number of cases sa Manila. Um, so I thought mas safe sa Baguio. But Although nagka-COVID ako kahit na di... Huh? But why would you come back to Manila? I mean, you can work from there. Why uh, do you, would you... I mean, sorry. When you say you want to come back, you mean to live here or just to visit? I have kasi a condo in Mandaluyong. So right now, it's my sister who's staying there. Um, oh, so you guys then, own the condo? Yeah, 
Mm-mm. Ah, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, so while she's using it, uh, I'll be here muna sa Baguio, but then pag okay na siya or she'll be working somewhere else, then I could go back. But, you know, who knows, baka iparent out na lang and I'll just stay here sa Baguio. But yeah, uh, I mean, since, like you mentioned, I can work from anywhere since online, um, yeah. anything is possible. <laughs> yeah, and I mean... Wala akong concrete plans as of now. Okay, because I mean, food is cheap there. Uh, <laughs> I assume rent is cheap there, but since that's your house, you don't pay your rent or, you know, you just contribute. But, I mean, if you decided to rent a condo there, I don't think it's as expensive as Manila, mm-hmm. right? Or it's the yeah. same price, but it's bigger. And, like, baggage is simply awesome. Sorry, can I just ask? Again, super out of um, the the topic. But I remember before in Session Road, every night there used to be a night market. Is that still a thing? Oh, it's still there. Yeah. Okay. Pero be- during the pandemic, I think they stopped it. Pero now na nagiging mas controlled, bumabalik, but still with all the restrictions and all. Pero it's still yeah, yeah the night market. How about Sky World? Is Sky World still mm-hmm. alive? Or is it yeah. Closed? Oh, there's still stores there and stuff. Yeah. Aren't no, you a bit impressed okay. kind of some of these things? Na ang tagal ng all of the most of the so, places. No, like, I kind of know these things like Jack's ah, Ride. Yeah. And, and there's like a tea house with a nice cake in the plastic. David's tea house. Not not um, David's. It's, 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 I think it's just called the tea house yata. And, yeah. Mm-mm. You know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-mm. With the party. With yung cake nila na masarap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I should. I think maybe I'm actually a local or. or yeah. I mean. <laughs> And also, there's that mom and pop store near SM Baguio, right? It's like a a social sari sari store. It's called like is it called mom and pops or something? The one near YMCA. Oh, near yeah, SM yeah, Baguio. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. What yeah. <laughs> mom and pops, pops. Na ata. Yeah. The mom and pops. The, Yung near also... the wine station, wine yes. store near YMCA. Yes, 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 that's all. Memorize mo talaga. Oh, the I, I know it. <laughs> I, I completely know that. Like, I also love um, Oh My Gulai, which is on top of that mm. building, but has like a mm-hmm. mini river in it and stuff. So, yeah, so sorry. Uh, before we uh, super like get out of topic and people are like, Oh, I didn't you know, <laughs> subscribe to listen to a, a Baguio. All about Baguio. All about Where Baguio. to eat. I think we should have an episode on. I think that would really be awesome. Where to um, eat nasa Baguio. There and stuff. Uh, actually, I wonder, has Tina stayed in Baguio for a long time? Yeah, and then especially nung kids kami, every summer, they'd come here with her family, yung other cousins namin. So she's really a local yeah. as well in that sense. Okay. Alright, so, you know, before, you know, uh, we're almost done with the episode, but I just have one last thing to ask you. So, I guess, um, let's say there's people out there who you know, who are a bit afraid. Let's just, you know, afraid is the wrong word, but maybe I'm having Alzheimer's because I'm forgetting words. But let's just say the word is afraid, right? Um, that they're afraid to take the first step into becoming their own boss and all of these things. What advice would you give them? Um, do one small thing that you're you're afraid of. doesn't have to be super big again na you quit your 9 to 5 agad-agad um 
start your own blog, start your own website, try applying and looking for clients, even if you don't have experience, because you gain experience when you do the thing. So do one small thing that you're afraid of every day, and then you'd see how far you've come already with even just small steps every day. That's how I started. You know, the thing with about you know, you're very concise when you give answers, no? like when I ask you stuff, <laughs> like it's very planned out. Like I have a feeling people might think I gave you like the questions, the questions. <laughs> which I didn't, by the way. I never do that. You know Disclaimer. That. You know, I, don't, I don't do that. I'm not a fan of that uh, because I prefer things to be very conversational, right? But yeah, okay. Um, so Kim, thank you again for being here. It was a blast having you. Uh, Let's say there are people out there who want to contact you, whether it's uh, because they want to do business with you or maybe they want to take you out to the 50s diner or whatever. <laughs> Where can they contact you? Yeah, um, my business website is kim at kim at girlsgotgoals.ph.com. Sorry, that's my email address. Um, website, <laughs> girlsgotgoals. <laughs> website, girlsgotgoals.ph.com. Um, Instagram and Facebook as well, girlsgotgoals.ph. So just contact me on my website, Facebook, or Instagram. Uh, I'm super active there. Cool. Well, Kim, thank you again so much. It's been a blast having you. Uh, usually I keep my episodes at around an hour, an hour and a half, but if we do have that baggy episode, I'll make it like 10 hours and <laughs> game for that. Yeah. Live, uh, I'll be going around Baguio and vlogging. Yeah, you'll be going around Baguio. <laughs> then I'll be like, I'm so jealous the whole time. Whoops, sorry, I dropped the alcohol. Um, my rubbing alcohol. So, uh, yeah, you know, you could be going around Baguio and I'll be like, oh, Kim, order this. <laughs> No, but yeah, yeah yung coffee you na sinasabi ko yung kanina ko bang iniisip. Garcias. Garcias. Garcias and something. I can't remember. And I also miss Wood Nymph. The Korean place. I, I love that place. But yeah, anyway, Kim, thank you so much for being here. Iglap will be back next week. We will have a double episode next week. Uh, we have one on Monday. It's a surprise. I won't tell you who that is. But uh, the Thursday episode will be with Don Tang. Until then, take care, everyone. Good night, Kim. Thank you again. All right. Bye, everyone. Take care. Good night. Bye, guys.